morning from Skift. It's Wednesday, January 6th in New York City. For daily updates in your inbox, subscribe to the Skift Daily Newsletter at skift.com daily. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from TD Ameritrade. TD Ameritrade's learning experience is curated from their vast library of exclusive content and customizes to fit your investing goals and interests. Get started at tdameritrade.com education. And now, here's what you need to know about the business of travel today. The question of whether travelers would board a Boeing 737 MAX again has plagued the plane maker and airlines since the jet was first grounded more than 21 months ago, writes airlines reporter Edward Russell. Did Boeing need to rebrand the plane? Was a confidence-boosting ad blitz needed once the jet returned? All were posed during the nearly two years that the aircraft was idle, its problems identified, fixed, and ultimately recertified by the FAAA in November. The concerns were not unfounded. Numerous surveys found flyers wary of the jet, whose systems were faulted in two crashes that took the lives of 346 people. In December, a Reuters Ipsos poll found that as many as 57% of respondents were not likely to fly on a MAX again. American Airlines put the question to the test when it returned the 737 MAX to revenue service on December 29th. During the week since, the carrier operated 14 flights with the 737 MAX 8 between Miami and New York LaGuardia. Passengers were notified ahead of time that they were on the jet and everyone was given the option to change their travel plans at no extra cost. And what happened? We aren't seeing data to suggest customers don't want to fly the aircraft, American spokesperson Sarah Jantz told Skift. In fact, all but one of the flights flown between December 29th and January 4th were more than 90% full, an impressive number given the airline's loads averaged just 65% during the first nine months of 2020. Next, the coronavirus pandemic devastated hospitality labor union Unite Here, leaving as much as 98% of the 300,000-member organization across the U.S. and Canada last year without a job. The job cuts keep coming to the greater hotel industry, especially in higher-cost labor markets with a heavily unionized workforce. The U.S. hotel industry unemployment rate remains significantly out of step with the national average, writes hospitality reporter Cameron Sparrance. This week, the rhetoric from union leaders towards the major hotel companies became even more heated as new layoffs loom after they watched for months their members lose their livelihoods in earlier cuts. Wynn Resorts in Las Vegas could announce layoffs early next week. Hotel companies argue it is simply too expensive to keep a full staff during a global health crisis that has tanked demand. Unite Here doesn't buy it. Hotels have made record profits in the last 10 years, while workers, overwhelmingly people of color, have often had to work two or three jobs just to make ends meet, said Anand Singh, president of San Francisco-based Unite Here Local 2. Finally, the U.S. Transportation Security Administration screened nearly 19 million people at the nation's airports over the Christmas and New Year holidays, the highest number of passengers screened over any three-week period since the pandemic began, writes contributor Ruthie Munez. In sharp contrast to the latest holiday numbers and 2019, when 42.3 million were screened during the same period, holiday traffic was up significantly from its low point in April, when only 1.8 million passed through TSA checkpoints during a three-week period, April 6th through 23rd, 2020. 
For more travel stories, head to skift.com. To find these stories and more insight into the business of travel, subscribe to the Skift Daily Newsletter at skift.com daily. Thank you.